Welcome back to My Ovaries Made Me Do It. This week, we are talking about the topic of female versus male censorship in media. I'm Meg, and I'm with Dee, and we're going to be discussing all things surrounding that topic. So one of the biggest questions I I have, and I feel like a lot of other people have, is, you know, why do most movies have no problem showing female nudity, but male nudity is not nearly shown as much? Hmm. That's such a good question. I found uh, an article, and it is a bit old. It's from 2015. But they showed the percentage. They said that uh, female nudity is almost three times higher than male nudity in Hollywood films. Three times higher. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like, why? <laughs> They're both typically you're having like a sex scene. Why is it only the woman whose nudity is shown? You know, like I don't know. Maybe because we consider like a woman's breasts are also going to be considered nudity, whereas if like a man shows his nipples, I feel like that's not often counted as nudity. It's more that is a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then, but like on the flip side, like I know that they're trying to remember what show, I think it was like, um, Game of Thrones where like one of the main characters, the blonde chick, I can't believe Khaleesi, like the actual person that played her went to the producers and said, like, I have shown my naked body a lot. Like you need to show some male body parts because let's make this more fair. I like give the women something basically because you're always giving the men my body yeah i mean she she has a point well and sort of what prompted this whole episode um is that we found out a fact about um the beloved mean girls i love mean girls i'm sure many of you out there have watched it and if you haven't go watch it it is great (laughs) (laughs) um but you know in it there is a scene where this they're all in the gym and it's all the girls in the gym. And there's a girl that talks about tampons and her wide set vagina. And that line where she says, you know, have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina, that line was almost cut out of the movie because they were going to, because of that line, they were going to give it um, an R rating. The ratings board, the MPAA was going to give the movie an R rating. And Mark Waters, the director, he stood up for the film, you know, and he was just like, no. And he, you know, he pulled the, essentially, he basically just was like, no, we'll sue you for sexual harassment. Like, you have to rate it PG-13 because that same year, Anchorman came out. And if you haven't seen Anchorman, it's the one with Will Ferrell. And he plays um, an anchorman named Ron Burgundy. And there's like, (laughs) they... There's so many sexual references in that film in general, but there's an entire scene where like s- someone has an erection. And so Mark yeah. Waters, the director of Mean Girls was just like, no, if you're allowing them to show an erection on screen and rating it PG-13, then we can talk about a woman's vagina, you mm-hmm. know? And it just, you know, it's that double-edged sword of like, well, if you're going to allow that, you have to allow this. We're both talking about, we're showing, you know, these sexual organs, not actually showing them, you know, but talking about sexuality and organs and what's fair is fair oh yeah absolutely i mean i think it's 
it's just so ingrained in a way in our society that women are more sexualized and then penalized for mm-hmm. being the way that they are viewed, right? Like, oh, it's yeah. Not like, I, we want to be viewed this way. I mean, constantly, you know, we didn't really discuss this beforehand, but constantly, like, women are even compared to items, <laughs> you know, compared to food, compared to to cars, to things things and as as is our sexuality compared to things when you like you know a woman's um you know i've heard people call vaginas roast beef sandwiches or pastrami sandwiches what? or like tacos, <laughs> tacos I've heard that or, one. Yeah. or breasts you know or even like the way our body right you could be a pear you could be a triangle shape you could be an hour like again you comparing yeah. the women like a woman's body to a thing and when we do that it gets easier to justify those type of judgments against against women whereas we exalt the man in our society and i found this quote i was reading an article by usa today about this and it was specifically the quote um it's talking about instagram but mostly like the whole article was about this in social media and saying how like it reflects the quote here like instagram reflects a societal fear of female of the female body and promotes the power dynamics that keep the female body sexualized and commodified by men rather than understood or celebrated by women right and so it is it's essentially saying there that the social media the movies what we consume is just it's a reflection of how we're trying to keep the female sexualized and commodified, commodified, commodified by men. We're making, instead of celebrating what it is, you know, saying yeah. that women are more sexual, like women's nipples on social media are immediately labeled as porn, immediately, right? But a male's nipple is not. And are there differences? Slightly, yes. But if you were to take a close-up of like a woman's nipple and a male's nipple. It'd be hard to tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just interesting. And and I like staying on that. I know like Instagram recently, another thing that kind of like prompted some of this is that Instagram recently came out with a new rule that they are going to outside of their like community guidelines Right. They're going to be able to like take anything to demote anything was the word they used demote anything off the explore pages that they consider sexually suggestive. Right. And there's no guidelines to this. It's completely by the perspective of whoever is viewing it, whoever's writing the code, whichever or. And predominantly the people that work at like Facebook, right? And then Instagram are men. So again, we're looking through one gender's perspective one male's perspective of like what is sexually suggestive right and so the example that they gave was they had a woman sitting in her underwear versing a headless man grabbing his crotch right and so they're showing that women are sexual or or being sexually suggestive just by being just by doing right this woman could have been eating sunbathing exercising but because she was woman it was deemed sexual whereas like men have to do something to be considered sexual so the same like kind of say image of yeah. a man and his underwear like, it wasn't until he grabbed his crotch that suddenly they deemed it sex suggestive of something that's wild and it's just a really unfair bias 
It ties into the whole um, med bikini. I don't know if you've seen it. It happened a few months ago. Uh, it's not super, super recent. Mm-hmm. But all these uh, people in the medical field were trending and, and labeling med bikini. And it was a bunch of doctors just wearing their, you know, bikinis and um, male board shorts, you know, whatever. Uh, and bathing suits. What it, just They were wearing bathing suits <laughs> mm-hmm. and putting the hashtag because there was actually a study published in the Journal of Vascular Surgery. And it was conducted by um, three men. Yeah. and it essentially, the study, I found it on CBC Radio, but it, they conducted a study entitled The Prevalence of Unprofessional Social Media Content Among Young Vascular Surgeons. Mm-hmm. And basically what they did was they created fake social media profiles and followed 480 surgeons who graduated med school between 2016 and 2018. And their idea was to watch the accounts for, quote, clearly unprofessional conduct and, quote, potentially unprofessional conduct. So those were their two values that they were kind of rating these graduated med professionals on. Mm -hmm. Now, these med professionals had no idea that these people were looking at their Instagrams, were, you know, doing a study on them. Um, And I'm not sure how kosher that is, you know, if you're allowed to do that or not, but that's what they did. Anyways, those terms, I feel like, are super vague and up to somebody's judgment. And like they did define the terms. So they defined clearly unprofessional as violating health legislation, breaking the law, appearing intoxicated, using drugs, or making offensive and profane comments about patients and colleagues. So that that one's pretty clearly defined. That one I get. You're essentially like breaking all the rules of the things that you've agreed to. Yeah. But the potentially unprofessional conduct is just so subjective. Um, and the way that they defined this one is holding or drinking booze, commenting on controversial topics, and sporting inappropriate attire, which is defined as pictures in underwear, provocative Halloween costumes, and um, proactively posting bikinis or swimwear. I'm sorry. Bikinis are swimwear. Swimwear and bikinis are the same thing. Like, what? Like, that's so targeted to women. Like, bikinis or swimwear? The bikinis are swimwear. Like, you're you're clearly calling out women. They they did not do a good job with what they were aiming to do in the study, which was to kind of show these medical professionals that, like, hey, patients look at your Instagram accounts, they look at your social media, so it's just important to be cognizant of what you're putting on there, which, like, totally get that idea of it. Yeah. But the way they went about it, and they even owned up to it, and they they um redacted the study and everything, but they they were like, we did. We went about it the wrong way. We were three men viewing people's accounts and just assuming, making assumptions and like determining yeah. whether or not it was unprofessional. And all these, you know, medical professionals were like, it's not unprofessional for me to go on vacation with my family and responsibly have a drink. It is not unprofessional for me to go to the beach and wear a bikini. Like it just... They're living life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just holding men and women by different standards because did they did they go like, oh, that man's not wearing like a, t- a T-shirt at the beach. That's an issue. People are going to see that as unprofessional. You know, yeah, it's, no. it's 
yeah. And that was one of the biggest things that kind of came up. I was reading through this is it's just very clear that women censorship, like when I was talking about it with like, say like I mentioned it to my mom, she was like, well, how are men and women censored different besides just like, you know, men can show their nipples and women can't. And I was just like, Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, in a lot of ways, I mean, you could just look at who, you know, who the resources are put behind, you know, men and women are valued differently. We're not just paid differently within jobs, we're valued differently. And you're going to find more men prominent in the art community, in the music, you know, um, and because of this, women are losing resources, they're losing opportunities. I just want to mention that, you know, we're not saying that only women are affected by this. We fully understand yeah. that men are also subject to, you know, being looked at as arm candy or like the hunky guy and all this. We fully understand that. We're just talking from our perspective today and um, the things that we've seen in the media. So we very much understand that men are stigmatized as well. But today we're focusing on the female side of it. Yes. So there was this quote, I wish I could find it, but I can't. And it was by Virginia Woolf. And it was a quote, essentially paraphrasing it, that one of the reasons why females are censored in so many ways, I mean, even the language that is used around how you describe a woman compared to how a man is described. One of the reasons behind that is because men want women to look up to them they want them to be a little bit like exalted above a woman because then we're not going to as a woman we're not going we're going to accept i should say we will more easily accept the rules and the laws and the regulations and the censorship that they put on us because they you know have censored us to be beneath them because a woman can, and a man can be doing the exact same thing and the woman is judged more harshly i was also reading that like a man needs to be seen as strong to be respected in business whereas women when they pulled people women need to be seen as both strong and sympathetic <laughs> to be respected within business and again it's just a double standard and well and you're also putting together like two it's like an oxymoron. You have yeah. to be strong and also like comforting, like mm -hmm. which people are capable of doing. But it's just like when you're trying to build up an image of yourself, it's just it's hard to have people see you as both, you know, to have that duality there and not, you know, in the same role, essentially. Absolutely. And it's just. Yeah, you know, again, like another example of it is probably one that everyone's heard is like, you know, where a man is considered assertive, a woman is often called a bitch, or yeah. people say, well, she deserved it, or a man, it's like, oh, sorry, that happened to you, or women are expected to kind of be everything without being anything, if that makes sense. Like, that's how I kind of feel about it at times. Like, you need to be everything to everyone around you, but you're not really allowed to, like, anything like they don't well and here's the thing it's like if you're pigeonholed into something like if we're if we're bringing you back to kind of like movies and stuff if you're yeah. pigeonholed as a certain type of character as a woman it is very hard to be cast in another role that counteracts that you know and that's that's shown i was reading an article um where they were talking about fast times at ridgemont high and i don't mm. know if you've seen it i've seen the movie oh yeah i love that movie. ages ago me? i've seen it a thousand times but think about think about phoebe cates in yeah. that one oh, you yeah. know like she's this 
sex symbol, essentially. And she's very young in the movie. I think she was only 17 in that role, you know, and she is topless. And the one thing I want to get into, there's two parts to this. But um, so essentially with Phoebe Cates, she got typecast because she had that role and she had another role, I think, before that or maybe after it, where she also did some nudity. And after that, she was trying to, like, get a role in Gremlins. And the producers were really concerned about casting her to play the you know, the main guy's girlfriend, because she had already played these other roles that were like very risque and they didn't think she could play a wholesome character. They didn't think the audience would believe that she would be this wholesome girlfriend. Yeah. Simply because she had done previous nude scenes in other movies. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. And going back to uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High as well. So the director actually wanted to show in that movie she wanted to show male nudity as well um in a scene with jennifer jason lay where i'm assuming she you know has sex somewhere and so the director wanted to show male nudity um Mm. but she was told that if she did that the movie would get an x rating because it would essentially be porn so she had to remove that scene but every all the other scenes where all the girls were you know naked that Mm -hmm. was fine like it just no big deal yeah why are we drawing the line like why are we censoring if we're gonna show female full frontals why can't we show male full frontals and have it still both just be rated r like why is a woman's vagina on screen rated r but a man's penis on screen puts it into rated x territory like why well again because we're holding men their value different and so we're holding them above a woman right yeah you're just, yeah, you know, and women are often, you hear about all the time in the the movie and the music industry that women feel pushed to be more sexual, wear less clothing, you know, show mm-hmm. more boob. And you, I'd seen a quote by Selena Gomez. So you just say like, you see these kids coming up, they were very wholesome in the Disney world. And as they start to get to be teenagers and start to to develop as women, they start becoming sexualized. We sexualize them so young where you don't see them taking the clothes off of young boys, you know, or pushing them to do stuff that they're not as ready for. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like this whole, the male perspective seems to be what's defining sexuality within society. And that really, I hope that it will change, not just to add the female perspective, but the queer perspective as well. And to make it so that people are valued at the same level. Yeah. I don't know. The Instagram and social media and the way that it it's demoralizing. The way that it makes you feel like everything you do can be is sexualized. Well, and it's interesting too because there's there's a difference in careers as well because you take somebody like shannon elizabeth shannon elizabeth has stated that you know the topless scene that she did in american pie was kind of what created her career trajectory that's what got her additional roles that's why she has a career today but then you have other people like renee rifle from showgirls and um serena vincent from not another teen movie who literally played shannon elizabeth's like character the the spoofed version of her character and they were shamed for their roles you know they got judged and they got 
shamed for their nudity, you know? So why is it like one woman can do nude scenes and it's fine and other women can do nude scenes and they're, you know, shamed for it. And I think part of that possibly is, I know that Serena uh, Vincent, she was, I think the yellow ranger in one of the, in one of the power ranger, like offshoots, like galaxy rangers, I think Um, past my time. I didn't watch it, but I think because the public had already seen her as like this wholesome power ranger that they like were not willing to accept when she took more scandalous role. Like people are allowed to grow up, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Yeah. We just gotta let people do what they want to do. You know, it's whether being naked makes you feel empowered or being fully clothed, like go for it and stop judging people so harshly. But it's just, it's interesting because that whole, you know, Serena Vincent thing. So she was judged because she went from playing a wholesome character to doing nudity. But then you have somebody like Daniel Radcliffe, who was Harry Potter in seven movies of a franchise where he is this wholesome character. And then he goes and does Equus on Broadway and is in a play full nudity and people are totally accepting of it. Did not end his career. He's still going strong. You know, it just he was allowed to grow. He was allowed to do whatever and take the risk. Yeah, yeah, explicit roles, you know, and I don't know. To be fair, they were at different times. You know, hers was back in like 2000 something, whenever Not Another Teen Movie came out. And his was, you know, later on. But still, it just it kind of shows that double standard that we're talking about where it's, it's a lot harder for, I think women to kind of either take on those Mm -hmm. roles or break away from those roles and be able to be cast as something wholesome because then Daniel Radcliffe has gone on to, to be wholesome characters. He was in some movie where he's like the doting boyfriend, you know, and that didn't stop him from being able to get roles like that. Yeah. It really is fascinating to think about like, what is it like what, and how do we move forward in a way like, to bring more people into the like do we how do we stop censorship but at the same time i do feel like there is a need for some censorship out there um absolutely i do think it is important to have ratings for movies because you know if you're trying to take your family out to see a film and you have children with you there are certain things you don't want them seeing at that age you know you you do want to let them kind of experience things at an appropriate time and whatever that appropriate time is is whatever mm-hmm. you decide but yeah i think there's a general idea of when kids should be introduced to that stuff and so yes ratings are important but you know we've seen the double standard of it with mean girls and with anchorman and i'm sure there are plenty of other examples out there but it just yeah i don't know i mean there's say like we go back to instagram all right and this is something we had talked about i had a friend who had a picture she was it was a black and white artsy picture. She was doing some like yoga pose and the sun was coming um, and like shining right over her nipples. So like her nipples weren't even really visible. Mm-hmm. And that was taken down for, you know, for nudity, for being against guidelines. Even though it was a beautiful shot, there wasn't any real nudity in it, even though she wasn't wearing clothing. And that I think is ridiculous. Like why would that get taken down? But then you look at some images that I find on Instagram and even as like a mature well, like I'm in my mid-30s, I'm a little shocked by them. And I'm like, that is close to pornography to me. Like that is a very sexually explicit photo of a woman that I wasn't really expecting scrolling. It doesn't bother me all that much. No, I wouldn't want like my child coming upon that. Mm-hmm. So like, but where do you draw that line? 
right? How do you come across that line? And I think that might be part of the problem is that we just don't, I don't know. Well, and you, you were saying we had a discussion, you know, off mic also about how celebrities kind of get away with posting more scandalous oh, yeah. photos than regular everyday people. You know, Absolutely. Like it, it's okay to want to show off your body in an artistic fashion. And, you know, I understand that Instagram is allowed to have their own guidelines and whatnot, but you can't have it be one way for celebrities and a different way for the general public. Yeah, it is. It's very biased. I mean, there are some celebrity pic- And it's fine, too, if you want to post a picture, just like, look how sexy I feel and look right now. Yeah. You know? But yeah, you can't have a bias skewed towards those with fame or with money, which there clearly is online. You can find examples on Instagram all the time of everyday people being censored down and your celebrities having their images pushed around by the algorithm, you know, and spread out there. And some of the celebrity images that I see, like I said, sometimes I'm just like, wow, you're putting it all out there very suggestively. Yeah, that also kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which just in general is just censorship of stories of women versus men getting their stories out there. So I did find this aceproject.org was saying essentially they did a study on women and men in media and in higher ranking roles in media. And essentially they found that men do make up a higher percentage of the higher ranking roles than women do. So typically yeah. if you're a newscaster, if you're an anchor, if you're a producer, whatever, you you come up with these stories and they have to get approved by the editors, you know, or by the producers. And those people have the final say on the content that hits the news. Mm-hmm. And typically in those roles it's mostly men. So when you have both men and women, you know, trying to get these stories out that discuss things like female issues, Mm -hmm. female sexuality, all these things that are potentially deemed, you know, too, too much to put on public TV, they're being censored, you know, and it's, I don't even know that people were realizing that we're almost kind of seeing stories truly just from a male perspective, because these stories are getting bottlenecked and stopped and not allowed to be shown on TV. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's very few shows even fully from the female perspective. And people think, oh, there's a woman that stars in that show. Well, take a a look at who writes it, right? Women are constantly written from the male perspective and depicted in media that way as well. So, yeah, there's a real lack of representation. Yeah, they actually have a really great quote here, and it says, women's voices are silenced by the media simply because they are women, which undermines the principles of plurality and diversity. Women's underrepresentation in media content shows that gender censorship is still a glaring reality in the absence of plural voices. And it is like even today where we've come, I feel like we've come a far way in yes. in the things that we are allowed to discuss and and put out there but there is still that censorship and i don't think people do it purposefully but it's hard to be a male and decide like what works and what doesn't for these stories when you're not seeing it from the vantage point of a woman and i would mm-hmm. imagine that would be the same issue you know with females in there but it's it's just equaling out those positions that way there is an equal amount of voices being shared 
Absolutely. They need to start taking the female perspective into account and looking for ways to get women into more of these positions of power or to open their minds more at looking at things different. And, and I really hope that I feel like we're coming into a we have made huge strides as women specifically in, in, in what, say, even just my our mothers growing mm-hmm. up had. And yeah. I mean, crap, at like one point, like, women weren't even really allowed to wear pants. You know, what's another censorship thing? I'm going off topic a little bit here, but I want to say something. And it was probably the funniest TikTok I've seen in my whole life, but it's so true. And that's one way that women are, is I never, under any circumstances, do I want fake pockets start giving women pockets on their clothing like that is one major way just like that's so true well and I so I've been in my fair share of wedding parties and (laughs) (laughs) understatement you know we're we're getting like 27 dresses level it's fine (laughs) Um, one day I'll find my own person to marry it's it's cool so it's funny because I've had a million different dresses and by far my favorite bridesmaid's dress was mm-hmm. the one that had pockets. Yeah. It had pockets. It was so simple. Oh, it just yeah. you you put it right in like it's an easy design to add to a dress, but nobody adds it and this one had pockets and it was a game changer. It was a game changer. I uh it's amazing. Yeah, you want a compliment? Go out in a dress that has pockets. First, find a dress that has pockets, but then go out in it. And women all over will be like, I love a dress with pockets. Yes. <laughs> it's yep. so true. Yeah. And like I said, no fake pockets. I hate when I'm like, oh, you've got pockets. And I'm like, I can fit my three fingers up to my knuckle in that pocket. That's not mm-hmm. a pocket. You know, yeah. a quarter. I, I feel like we've probably seen the same TikTok where they, they put the phone in the back pocket of the girl's jean versus the guy jean. And you can see like how much of the phone fits in the guy's jean, which is like the entire phone. And like a third of the phone fits in the girl's <laughs> jean pocket. You know, like it just. Oh my God. I have, I actually don't have TikTok, but I have one friend that like posts them all the time. And so that was like, I just like was watching one day and it was this, just like a girl standing there and the words were coming up and it was just like never under any circumstance ever in the entire like do we want clothing and she like has you know she shows her 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 pants that have like the two fake pockets like the jeans and yeah. she like rubs her hand down them she goes fake pockets and it's like <laughs> it's just the illusion like they just they put in all the work of like putting in pockets with actually without adding the actual pocket. <laughs> well, and that goes the same for for suit jackets. I have a fair amount of suit jackets and there are multiple ones that have a fake pocket and it's like, dude, it's a suit jacket. Why why not just give me pockets? Like there's room. Just yeah. just give me pockets. But some of them have fake pockets and I'm just like, why? <laughs> what is the point? I'm sorry. Is it because, you know, I have a purse, so I don't need pockets? Like, no, I sometimes I don't have my purse. Sometimes I'm running to a meeting and I just want to like throw my phone in my pocket. Like, oh, no, I bet if we were like research just a little bit, I feel like it was done on purpose. The way that women's clothing has always been designed has been a way of making them less able, like less comfortable, less able to move around. 
really yeah so that they are having to have like another bag or something with them to be more cumbersome because the more you carry stuff like the heavier it's another way of literally like suppressing women is to like make them be burdened by like having a bag with them and that it's just yeah that's insane because on just like the way that like little things like that with like clothing and jackets and dresses and like I go to the men's section often to I, I always buy my flannel from the men's section because it's oh, yeah. real flannel it's less uh-huh. expensive mm-hmm. it's thick like a woman's flannel is like crap <laughs> easily do a whole episode on that and the pink tax and there's oh, just yeah but it's another form of censorship in a way right of suppression yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah we went way way off topic there <laughs> but anyway girls so, guys who whoever's designing these clothes just give us pockets all the clothes babe we just, want pockets yeah you'll make so many sales the suit jacket thing is a real thing it's another one where like i found that like the most stylish ones that i loved never had pockets and then like i would get ones that did and they were always really tiny pockets like i couldn't even fit an actual pen in them or like you know what i mean like it's like post-it size pockets. i i do have one and i must say as much as i hate to admit this mm-hmm. i love lauren conrad's line at kohl's i okay. was never a fan of the hills just simply because i don't really like reality or fake reality tv shows <laughs> but i do love her clothing line at kohl's and i i have a it's not quite a suit jacket, but it is like a professional jacket type thing. And that has like sufficient pockets. So well done, Elsie. Beautiful. That's what we need, right? That's what we need more of. We need more female designed clothing, more female written stories, more female newscasters, more female in power, and to be more open to all perspectives and free the nipple. Not that I want to go running around without my shirt on. Like, I tend to be a little bit more on the conservative side most days. Some days, not at all. But again, that that ties back to our last conversation of women should have the choice to choose. And it's like, yeah, yeah I probably would not run around with my nipples out just because I prefer having them covered. But that doesn't mean that they're sexualized. They're nipples, you know? Like, I just happen to like mine covered. I like them covered because I was taught to keep them covered, you know, like that's ingrained in me. And part of it is like, if I grew up somewhere where, or if I grew up in a household where it was just like naked time all the time, I would probably want to be, you know, naked, but I didn't, (laughs) I did it. And so, and that's how I'm more comfortable, but I don't want to stop somebody else who does want to do that. You know, like, I do not think that there is an egg if I were at the beach. Like, there is no problem if women wanted to take their tops off. And the more we normalize it, the better, because it'll stop some of the staring. And it will start to get people to, I think, like, one of the other big things is just, like, to start appreciating and celebrating the female form as is. You know, instead, if you see, like, what we get with celebrity images and uh, what is pushed as like allowed to be sexual on Instagram is that one real kind of perspective of what beauty is, of what sexy is, and then everything else is taken down. And yet there's there's thousands of different breast sizes, shapes, those nipples come up, down, all the way around, you know, 
and people feel bad. I've noticed a real trend within women to feel less than in their body if they don't look like what the Hollywood projected beauty is. Right. And we just celebrate what we have. And the more women that are able to walk around without their shirts on and the more people that can just see that and normalize that, I feel like the more self-acceptance will start to come into women because by being so censored and then we in turn then sort of censor ourselves, you know, we disempower ourselves and disconnect from our, our true essence. And in turn, right? We deny the world our greatness. And women, we need to be great because you can't, you can't leave it in the hands of just men. Clearly, look at the world. <laughs> look at the presidential debate. Really <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to touch on that topic. That was a hot mess. Anyways. <laughs> but yes, one of the articles that I was reading talking about even like the censorship of if you try and find, like try and come up with three female artists, famous artists and not like the examples they said of not giving would be like Rihanna and Beyonce but like Frida Kahlo or Georgia uh, O'Keefe exactly Georgia O'Keefe you know and then on top of that they're like try and come up with (laughs) with with someone of color I mean Frida Kahlo yes but it's just still like it can you come up with at least three really famous exactly right especially not off the top of your head not off the top of my head no and yet try and come up with three really famous male artists, fine artists, and you're going to start coming Salvador up with- Salvador Dali, Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> right? If you're coming up with men from every single like decade, if not every even century. And that's not the truth with women. And so there again is it's because we are- And it's not, are men better artists? No right? Women aren't better artists either. It's just that we value men, value their work more. And through the censorship of women, again, we women then begin to sort of self-censor in a way uh, that they don't push to get their work out there or their voices heard as much. And we're seeing a shift in that now, but we see what like, in our in our history, what's been reflected. I mean, how many famous women did we learn about in American history compared to how many famous men we learned about, right? So it's, it's reflected everywhere. But right now, the main thing that we have is social media. That is the main. Yeah. And I mean, there are definitely, there are ways to improve the censorship and to keep speaking out about it and to make it equal so that we do have equal voices and equal representation. And I think, you know, we are seeing changes happening. So there are things being done. I just think that we definitely need to continue working towards it because there's still work to do. Much like many other topics we discuss on here and that are going on in the world. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not just one issue, but we are definitely seeing improvement. That is all that we have for today. Thank you for joining us here. Please let us know if you have any comments or insights that you would like to share. And if you can name three female artists, uh, especially of color, please let us know. Please enlighten us because I can't off the top of my head, all, in all honesty. Um, but yes, please share with us your thoughts. Find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Untitled Meg, uh, on YouTube, Untitled Women, or on Instagram at Untitled underscore women or at kundalini underscore d until next time stay happy stay healthy stay curious bye bye